Welcome to Fixed Body Group's podcast. On our show, we speak about our lifestyle-based approach for permanent change. My name is Dr. Sean Robeck. Each week, we'll be helping you with better daily habits that will improve your health for a lifetime. We believe you must be proactive when it comes to taking care of yourself and others around you. Our current healthcare system is broken, and we help you navigate your journey to health independence. We have Dr. Sam Wegg returning to our show to discuss fried food. The reason why he's on our show today is our restart clients often ask, can I have this? Can I have that? And one of the things that we should all avoid is fried food, but we don't know why. Unfortunately, there are daily habits that we're up against that create an inflammatory process, and we're unaware of the negative consequences of these choices. And today, Sam and I are going to discuss this and how we can navigate our journey to a healthier life down the road. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Always fun having you on, and today is going to be no different because with our Restart clients, one of the challenges is fried food and eliminating fried food. And I think our conversation today will help people understand why it's so important. Um, Typically, we have the good and bads of certain things. And today, there really isn't all that much good to talk about. So I want to (laughs) really enforce uh, why we uh, want to educate on how fried food is affecting our bodies. And you are the perfect person to have this discussion with. So thank you for being on again. Yeah, like I said, happy to be here. And uh, I think it was the last podcast we were just talking about how it's really our mission to help people understand the information out there and really how um, what we put in our body impacts you. And this is a great topic to really share some of this information. Yeah, and you know, I see people unconsciously reach for um, maybe French fries or something that's fried without even knowing they're doing it. Um, and not really understanding the negative effects that it has on our body. And that's what this show is going to be all about. So we can make those um, informed choices uh, when we are uh, choosing what we're going to put into our mouth. So let's get started with what's the harsh truth about um, fried food. Um, So the worst thing about fried food is how much of an inflammatory response that creates inside of our body. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, on uh, almost every episode, when we talk about health, we talk about inflammation. And we might as well establish some type of analogy right now, but uh, like inflammation uh, ultimately just takes away or reduces your body's resiliency to fight off anything when it comes to sickness or your ability to um, recover and regenerate. So everything inflammatory reduces that. Fried food is the biggest culprit or the biggest cause of an an inflammatory response. Um, The harsh truth that we like to share, because I think this puts it in perspective for patients, is that a cigarette creates an inflammatory response in your body for about four to eight hours. But if you were to eat some fried food, say like a plate of French fries or a handful of French fries, that's going to create an inflammatory response for two to three days. Wow. That's incredible. I don't think anybody, if, so if you're going to, if you're, what you're saying is that if you reach for a handful of fries before you eat your burger, you're creating an inflammatory response in your body that will last up to two days compared to going outside and smoking one cigarette that will go away in eight hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And that's without, I don't know off the top of my head, all the different chemicals, but it's pretty known how many, like known carcinogens are in cigarettes. There's a lot. There's a lot of chemicals. So if you imagine that 
can only create an inflammatory response for a few hours right. compared to two to three days wow. in any of those fried foods. And um, one thing that, of course, everyone knows French fries are fried, but I think uh, it sneaks up on a lot of us or sneaks up in a lot of the foods. And, you know, fries have become more normalized as being a side in our diet, but also there's a lot of other things that are fried and you might not think about it. I think what's important is that if we're, if we have fried, let's just say we have fried food at one, during one meal of the day. And we, I think we all know that it probably happens more than just one meal throughout the day. What you're saying is that we never get out of this inflammatory reaction because we never have a chance for our body to come down from that inflamed state, from these choices of eating a fried food, whether it be calamari, French fries, chicken fingers, or whatever it is that may be fried and all of the products that we aren't even known that are fried. Um, Yeah. It's like, but uh, using that example, just between those known ones, I think a lot of people could think of, okay, in a week, do you maybe grab a handful of French fries somewhere? Do you have, like you said, some chicken tenders or, you know, um, chicken wings or something at a happy hour? And then one other time throughout the week, if you kind of sprinkle that in, did you ever get out of that? And did you ever get your body that chance to be at full capacity? Right. And, um, to get into a little bit of science, the inflammation that happens in our body when we choose to make poor choices without understanding the consequences consequences is that inflammation ultimately creates cellular death or at least damage to the cells. And I think we all, you know, obviously want our cells to be as happy and healthy as we can possibly get them. Um, you mentioned to me one point, um, and I'm going to quote you, percent of healthy cells are an equal ratio to how healthy we are. So if uh, now the purpose of this show is that we want to make sure we can educate people so they're not making poor choices without knowing, or at least they can understand what is marketing information compared to health advice. Um, But if we're going to inflame ourselves and never come out of that inflamed state, how can we expect ourselves to be healthy long-term? That's a problem. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I guess you and I are both right. That's the, the percent of health that really is how healthy are those cells because that's what we're built of. Um, you know, you are what you eat, you are what you're made of, whatever quote you want to use, mm-hmm. but we are made of cells. So if those cells are unhealthy, ultimately we are. And when we have inflammation, that allows unhealthy cells to stay around longer because they're not dying off the way that they're supposed to. That actually can be a good thing as well to have cells that are unhealthy to get rid of them. That's part of what happens with our immune system and how our body functions. But it's also to not allow um, like cancerous cells, for instance, to replicate. Because when we have a healthy immune system, our body actually fights off a lot of different cancers and things like that all the time that we're never even aware of. So our body is consistently keeping things like keeping us safe and keeping things away and at bay. But if you're consistently inflamed, that's where we lead into like a type two diabetes or arthritis or obesity or even some of these neurodegenerative conditions. So Parkinson's or Alzheimer's type of conditions when we continually have this inflammation. Uh, Even we talk about chronic illness and chronic disease and you mentioned um, some big ones right there, but also chronic pain. When you're, when we're making choices throughout the day, that's going to, enhance um this inflammatory cycle and we're suffering with these chronic illnesses that are leading to chronic pain 
and then we're taking pain medication to battle the pain and inflammation. It's this vicious cycle that's going to ultimately be tearing up our gut because we're putting in this, these, we're literally eating poisonous food. If I can be so bold to say it, because it is slowly killing us. And then yeah, we're taking in toxins known as over-the-counter medication or prescribed medication, which is toxic to our body as well, which is chewing up our gut and our liver. And so you have to ask yourself, what are the steps to de-inflame that we're doing on a daily basis so we can actually come out of this and survive and optimize our living? Yeah, we um, when we work with clients, whether it's kind of getting to know them on a restart call or actually creating custom like health plans for people, one thing that always kind of astonishes me to step back from that is if someone passes away and they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. How old were they? Oh, you know, they were... 65, but he lived a really hard life or, well, he made a lot of bad health decisions. It's like everyone knows that these decisions lead to your demise. And when someone lives to be a hundred, they're like, Oh, what'd they do? They're like, Oh, yep. And they say, you know, these certain habits that they possess. So when we work with clients, we're just trying to identify like, Hey, you have a lot of habits that are leading to that 65 path (laughs) or here's some habits that are going to get you closer to a hundred. Um, but inflammation is the biggest catch-all. Any habit that leads to increased inflammation, you're leading to that 65 and under path. That's right. And we're just trying to help people avoid those type of choices. And I'm glad you brought up daily habits. It's Honestly, our restart program is all about identifying people's um, daily habits that may not be favorable for a life, a long existence on earth. And um, the... These daily, ha- a good example would be, um, I was actually, and I'm not throwing my father-in-law on the bus, uh, but because I see this with everybody, but it was an awareness I had when I was out with him and we were out to lunch and um, we got our meal and it's almost human nature to not reach for the, the main thing you ordered, but the side first. And especially, I know we keep going to back to French fries. It's the most common thing to talk mm-hmm. about so the, for the point of this conversation and show. We're just going to speak about that. I would have to say that close to 100% of the people, if they have a burger and fries, the first thing they're going to reach for when it gets in front of their face is going to be a French fry. It's going to be the first thing that they put in their body. It's not going to be taking a bite out of their their, their um, burger. Sometimes it's the first time somebody else on the table eats. It's not even theirs. (laughs) On somebody else's plate. And, you know, so that's that's one component of that. That French fry is obviously fried, but it's made up of all these other things that are less than desirable for ourselves as well. So can you – I'm kind of throwing this at you, but what are these other things that um, that aren't so good outside of this product just simply being fried? So I think the way to make it super simple is our body, everything that goes in essentially has to get sorted and our body's pretty intelligent and it knows really where everything goes and how it can be used. But a lot of things that we've engineered, it doesn't know what to do with. So fried food being one of those. So when those oils have been heated up in that way and it really changes this chemical like composition of that food, Our body doesn't know what to do with that. And when it doesn't know what to do with something, it attacks it. So that is the inflammation that we're creating. And we like to use the example of like an army inside of your body. If that army has like its hundred points um, that it can use, well, when you're creating inflammation, it's like just internal struggle. 
like them like battling amongst each other or fighting themselves. And when your internal army is distracted, it's battling itself, it's not going to withstand and win these other battles. So getting a cold or feeling run down, getting symptoms like a runny nose, having like stuff like that, come on. Those are the subtle signs. Your army is not fighting things off. Right. So outside of that, like basic, uh, overall diminished response, it's truly affecting a lot of the, uh, like it has to battle that, but the inflammation also stops you from bolstering it as well because you're not releasing hormones the way that you normally do. Um, if you're having these really inflammatory meals close to bedtime, oh, wow. you're not going to sleep well, no. and that's definitely going to affect how much you release hormones. Absolutely. And um, I think we can, going back to our example, of, uh, you know, when you get French fries, stuff like that, or if you're that parent picking kids up late at night from practice, it's like kind of makes sense of probably some of the times you're having fried food. Yep. You know, it's, it's that fast dinner or whatever it is, and we kind of, Oh, you know, it was, we had a busy day. I'm just going to make this decision. I'm not here to say none of us. We've never done this, but think about how that stacks up and yeah. impacts your body. And think about uh, what foods are fried. You don't fry a strawberry and so, no. or you don't fry a banana unless you're in like a Texas fair, but <laughs> you are frying a processed carbohydrate, a white potato, these fried foods are basically trans fats. It's a lot of sugar. So, you know, when you have all these processed carbs and sugars and bad oils in your body and, and you're frying all this stuff and you put it into you, considering it fuel for your body, that fuel will fuel you for a short period of time. But at the same time, you're storing all this garbage energy, which is toxic. And so you'll be fine for a short term, but a long-term existence with this type of behavior leads to chronic disease, cancer, chronic illness, and certainly chronic pain as a result of all of those. And that's not okay. Totally. <laughs> that's why we started yeah, this and, program. Yeah, exactly. Like you're saying of what you actually fry. Yeah. A lot of these foods already are like inflammatory foods. They raise your inflammation. So add that on top of that, when you deep fry them, it's just so much worse. Um, and when like a lot of uh, so French fries, for example, if you're eating potatoes or having a lot of carbs and especially processed carbs, your body can only hold so much. Think of it like it has a tank for that. And it can only hold so many grams of carbohydrate. Well, it's easy to get way too much when we have these fried foods and we have French fries or things like that. Because we can pack in so many calories, but we're not even full after like a large fry. And that excess food, everything that can't fit into that tank has to be stored as fat. And when it's stored as fat and your body is super inflamed and it's busy dealing with all this inflammation and trying to calm things down um, and just keep keep you moving forward, it doesn't have time to deal with all this other stuff. Right. It's like being a single parent with six kids. Like, be happy to get everybody out the door day by day and have them return home <laughs> and like, you know, keep your household going. You wouldn't necessarily be like, planning trips and vacations and doing home renovation and <laughs> your off time. I think no, just that's kind of like burning that fat, <laughs> getting them out the door and then certainly getting them to bed. That's the win for the day. 
And so if yeah. our body's win for the day is processing the garbage we're putting into it, that's not leading to a happy life down the road. Now, obviously, like, I, I, go ahead. I'm very thankful to, to be alive, but <laughs> you can't go through your existence with a kind of a just happy to be here for your body or like mm-hmm. just just happy to make it through the day. That's right. Um, and that's what we really help people optimize and show them you don't need to tolerate chronic pain or right. feeling poorly. Well, there are um, some very important structures in our body. Um, four that we're going to talk about. Um, first being the brain. Uh, can you talk about um, these poor choices and inflammation affecting our brain and the long-term consequences? Yeah. Um, when we have inflammation, I think we'll go back to that example of like that army in your immune system. Well, how that affects your brain, especially... Um, in your brain, we have what's called peripheral immune function, and that really just keeps out. Think of your brain as a center that's really damn important. So it's like very high security, but that inflammation affects that security and that army the same way, and that really kind of lowers the guard, and it can allow in infection, which can lead to developing certain diseases, certain um, you know neuro. neuro- neurodegenerative conditions um we talk a lot about the well we're going to get into the gut in a little bit but that's kind of how that inflammation affects the brain is it just like some of these other areas it allows for infection because the inflammation is creating an internal battle right you're um you know i have a, a personal story about um inflammation um brain and when when sam says neurodegenerative disease he's talking about Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and, and um, my grandmother died dementia. of yep, dementia. And um, my grandmother died of Alzheimer's disease, and I watched the whole process take place. It's it's obviously a horrible thing to have to see and witness. And um, but one thing that we know for certain um, is that my grandmother's diet was horrible, and she lived off sugar and sweets and um, processed carbohydrates and I'm not saying that that's exactly why she developed Alzheimer's, but I am saying that she did develop it and her diet was horrible, uh, predominantly because of sugar and uh, creating that inflammation. And for us, it's uh, for our family, we have changed that. um, Thankfully, generations have changed uh, that behavior. And now we have very much um, a whole whole food diet uh, so we can avoid these type of neurodegenerative conditions. Now, um, the next step, brain is pretty damn important. (laughs) (laughs) Our heart, I would say, is equally as important. Uh, Let's talk about that for a second. Yes, it is. So when it comes to fried foods, um, that increases. Maybe people are familiar with like good and bad fat. Well, bad fat is what's called LDL or low density, where your good fat is high density, HDL. So if you heard your good or bad cholesterol, that's what they reference. So fried food increases that bad cholesterol. So it increases your levels of LDL. Um, Ultimately, what that means is that leads to the buildup of like plaques in our arteries. So that can lead to things like uh, stroke or heart attack um, because those plaques can ride up into the brain or they can build up in the heart. So, you know, not a shocker that the type of people you can kind of visualize in your mind 
maybe someone you've heard that's had a heart attack and that body composition of maybe having the a lot of their weight distribution being around the gut. The um, I'm sitting here reading a note of yours. And I think what one thing that, well, for one, I have a lot of clients. Do you have an analogy for this since you are an are analogy expert? Um, I oftentimes with our clients, they get confused. Which one's the good, the good fats and which one's the bad for the fats? Is it LDL or HDL? Uh, do you have an analogy for them to remember which one they should be focusing on? Um, I would just think like low, I, I guess think of low as being bad. So but I don't necessarily have an analogy on that one. I That's stumped a, you for the first time on an analogy. I know. <laughs> It'll come to me later, I'm sure. Um, but LDL, I always think low is bad as well. And so high being good. Um, like high is healthy. High is healthy, low yeah. is bad. Uh, so yeah. when you're looking at your lab results, make sure the high is the one that you're focusing on being better and the low is the one that you're uh, making sure those numbers are lower. want to keep those low. Now, with gut, it's important because we're going to be stuffing this fried food into our stomach and our gut. Um, so when we talk about um, all the different compartments of our digest digestive tract, we have our esophagus, we have our stomach, we have our small intestine, our lower intestine, we have our rectum. So it's like there are um, a number of different regions of our quote-unquote gut. Uh, but let's talk about these negative effects. I know we touched on it a bit, but it's really important for people to understand how these choices are affecting this region. Yeah, I think as we kind of, you know, take this from the top down, brain, heart, and now gut, and I think everyone just kind of visualize like food going in your mouth and just going straight down. Now it's into your gut. It's dropped into your stomach. The more we continue to put this fried food that's like inflamed and angry, when that drops into your gut, it breaks away and kind of wears down that lining. So the more we do this, the more you're consistently hitting that little inflammation, little inflammation, handful of fries here and there, mm -hmm. that lining eventually wears completely away. And now all of the food that we take in, it can go outside of our gut. So it's now just free floating in the body. And like we said before, when our body takes something in and it sorts it, well, now that this food is in a place that is not supposed to be, it's no longer sorted where it's supposed to be, and your body's going to attack that. Yeah. And again, we call that autoimmunity, right. um, where your body's attacking itself. And with, um, well, do you have anything to add to that? I think, uh, well, I think that people, you know, we've heard the term leaky gut, um, and it's, it literally yeah. is leaky gut. It's where your gut is uh, permeable as a result of poor choices of toxic foods. Um, our foods that create inflammation and those particles, um, small as they are, are going to get into the bloodstream and create an inflammatory response where your immune system is going to try to fight it. If we can minimize that as much as possible and heal our gut, we'll decrease that inflammatory state, which we talked about earlier in the show, which is how do we get less inflamed? And we're going to talk about that after we speak about our joints, because with joints, these are, you know, we suffer with chronic pain. Um, if you have chronic illness and chronic disease, typically chronic pain is associated with it. Uh, I don't, I shouldn't say we suffer with it, but if we're going down this path, we will eventually suffer with these problems. And we, we've talked about how there's good inflammation and bad inflammation. And so good inflammation means our body's trying to fight something like a foreign invader. And once it wins, it stops. 
That mm-hmm. inflammation is when a joint or an organ system is chronically inflamed and the body doesn't shut down the inflammatory response and it becomes a diseased state. And with our joints, what ultimately happens is that it starts to get very stiff. The, the cartilage uh, breaks down. We get into an arthritic state as a result of chronic inflammation. And so if we're trying to live a, a, a very active, um, high-functioning quality of life uh, you know, into our 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, it's hard to do if we're in a constant state of chronic inflammation where we're breaking down not just our organ systems, but our joints as well. And I think it's really important for people to understand that these choices now, if you're in your mid forties are going to affect you when you're in your seventies and your ability to be stay, to stay active, play with your grandkids and enjoy that time that we're working so hard to enjoy. Uh, so that is my yeah. take on it. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. It's not a process, put our head down, grind away. And then, um, you know, when you retire, you may be surprised to find out that your body isn't functioning like it was when you're 35. So we said in the beginning, we help identify the choices that stack up. Uh, and as you're saying, with our joints and creating inflammation in the joint, well, that's 100% right. The more inflammation we create, that joint is going to we'll kind of get into that in a minute. But think of that joint kind of being angry. But we compound that with now we're overweight. Now our body isn't moving correctly and we're wearing that joint out even faster. So all of these different factors lead to, you know, not enjoying your life in those later years or not having as many later years. Right. It's those bad lunches that we're working so hard, 12 hour days, we're working so hard and and we go to lunch and we make some poor food choices and it's just a quick option. And the next thing you know, we don't realize that we're working hard for a great retirement or a great end date of some point. Um, we all have our own bucket list and our own goals, but whatever it may be with those choices we're making right now is going to really hamper our level of enjoyment for what we're working so hard for. And it's, uh, our program and our plan to help people through this restart program, understand that these daily habits are affecting them long-term, not just for the short term. And we want to make sure that people's quality of lives are they They improve their quality of life, not just for themselves, but for their family and their friends. Uh, but, I think it's at the point of the show now where we say, what can we do to break this habit? So let's give some solutions for um, breaking this addiction of fried food and, and inflammation. Um, so there's a couple of different things. Um, number one, you could say, holy shit, that made a lot of sense. And I'm not going to eat fried food anymore. Right. <laughs> and for the 10% of people that we've impacted that way, we commend you. Thank you. Um, outside of that, we understand that, um, I mean, look at, turn the TV on today and see how many commercials include fried food. That's going to be 90% plus. It's very prominent in our culture, and we understand that has been a part of people's diets. So one of the first things that you can do, if it's something like, you know, at your home meals, you typically prepared fried foods, try to switch over to an air fryer. Um, you're still going to get, like, the crunch of the food, and you'll have amazing flavor. But you're not going to be creating such that negative impact. Um, you know, just air frying something itself is still going to give you a little bit of crunch. But if you really see kind of that breading, there's still options of putting either like um, almond flour or coconut on the outside to really recreate something pretty similar. Right. Um, and that's a good way to kind of transition yourself back. Uh, I kind of use the example with patients. I just think certain things aren't meant to be created. Uh, like if you've ever seen vegan corn dogs, 
Uh, it's like, I think if you're just committing to eating that bad meal, that doesn't have to be reproduced for someone else. Like, um, when we are, if you are going to have something bad, like you're going to have some fried food, we can talk about this at the end, but kind of planning for that indulgence. So rather than, you know, air fryer is a little bit of a workaround, but, and there's plenty of healthy options to do this. This is a zero, this is a guilt-free way to do this, but I think a lot of people end up realizing kind of like we said in the beginning, because their body hasn't felt really good before. You might notice eating this way for a while that, yeah, you enjoy it, but not feeling so bad um, like you used to. That would be a great habit change. And it can be something that you get used to liking and going back to fried food. You may tell yourself, I can't believe I used to eat this much fried food. And when you make these small changes, how about being baked, exactly. not burnt? Uh, one other thing on air fryer, uh, I have one and I love it. And I think you'll find there's a, a lot easier way to cook food and you can cook a lot of things together. So some people kind of fall in love with that as well and help break that addiction of, you know, rewarding yourself with food or being so driven by flavor and looking at it more like fueling your body for you know, performance and how you want to feel. Um, moving on to being baked and not burnt. So that's another option is a lot of times instead of frying or cooking something so much so uh, like both Sean and I do love some barbecue, but foods that are burnt are really bad for you. So when we can bake something instead of fried, that's a great option. Um, you know that you're not going to like burn it or really overcook it. Um, and again, that's a place where if you were to do like um, you prefer fried chicken, we could recreate this by maybe baking, but using that coconut flour or the almond flour to still get some crunch and produce something that's more similar. So we can make that transition for you easier. Right. Now there is, um, we can't, no one's going to be perfect. As you mentioned, you and I enjoy barbecue food from time to time, but I think there is a way that you can plan for indulgence. And I totally. think it's really important because, um, we have to enjoy our lives as well. And sometimes people enjoy uh, the process of eating and eating foods that make them feel good. And we shouldn't limit that. How can they um, plan for indulgence? So um, like when we were talking about the gut, we said every time you have fried food and it creates that inflammation, we tear away that lining a little bit. Right. So when we say plan for indulgence, if you're eating really well, most of the time, you have a lot more resilience for that. Um, I use the example with a patient's king of inflammation as if we we're down on the ocean floor and we discovered something and you went to dig that up, that's going to create a lot of debris, right? The water is going to be really murky. Um, if you eat really well, it's like the ocean. You have a ton of resilience for that. You could back up and still see around you. Right. But if you eat really poorly, it's like stirring that all up in a fishbowl. Right. Right? There's no functionality. You have no resilience. So planning for indulgence is, number one, being proactive by eating healthy most of the time so that when you do do that, you know that's not going to really impact you because that is just a one-time, like, quick hit. Your body is going to deal with that. So the first part really is kind of you want to eat healthy leading up to this. But knowing that you can make a lot of these switches. So if you're at home, like and you're in charge of the cooking you want to do the air fry if you're out somewhere asking to have baked instead of 
pride. Um, but when we plan for that indulgence, I guess ultimately it just comes down to knowing that you can enjoy it. But you have to ask yourself, you can't just fold that every, um, oh, it's someone's birthday or, oh, well, we're here and there's not a ton of options when you're out. Right. It should be when you're traveling somewhere, maybe they're known for barbecue or known for fried chicken or something like that. Right. And I think we, we say it best is that when somebody, um, we, when we clean somebody's body for a period of time through our, our program, when they get, when they get to a point of reintroducing some foods that may be less than favorable for how their body will respond to it, but it tastes good and it gives them comfort. They will ultimately know that there's consequences associated with it because now their body is purified and clean. And so when they have barbecue food or fried food, the body's going to respond like tenfold negatively compared to how it used to, because before it was in a chronically poisoned state and now it's clean and pure. And so when you take in that poison, it's going to affect you differently. And so it's okay to take it in, but know that there's consequences and know that hopefully you've done such a good job cleaning yourself that the need and the desire to have fried food, barbecue food, sugars, cookies, snacks will become significantly less because you enjoy how you feel that you wouldn't want to go back to that feeling ever again prior to cleansing yourself. And so planning for indulgence to me ultimately means you know you're going to feel like shit if you do this, but we know you're going to cheat from time to time and that's okay because your body's at a state where it's going to heal itself in a much better or have the ability to heal itself much better than it did at one point before before you purified yourself. So Yeah, and in that sense, like I don't believe in being like super, super hard on yourself. If I'm if you're out with friends and you can make the decision then of saying like, you know, right now I'm not going to have French fries because it's easy or have wings or whatever. Like I'm going to make the choice to get a salad because I know that at one point I won't make this decision, but I want that to be when I'm somewhere that it's really worth it. And I think for some people maybe start by saying like, I am an advocate of having a cheat day. That's different than saying eat fried food all the time, but having a higher calorie day. But when it comes to fried food, if you start by saying, I'm going to work to really get this to once a month, yep. that may start if you have a really high intake of saying, I need to get this down to once a week and then work your way back to that by making some of these changes that we said, air frying, going to baking instead, hopefully just <laughs> feeling from an educational standpoint that you just can't put that in your body. Um, you know, for people that have kids, I think you have to just make these direct correlations and we said in the beginning that we don't see the consequences of what we put in our body until way later right but if you were to just look at your kids and say like would i knowingly take 20 years of being with this person away i don't think that you would right. and when we consistently make some of these choices that is what we're doing well that was a lot of information today sam and i think what's important for people to understand is that we have guides for all these topics that we are speaking about there are guides out there that um, you can um, look up and a couple places you can do that. Visit our website, fixbodygroup.com. And also, um, you can click the link in the description for this fried food guide. Um, we created a program called our Restart Program. This program is anywhere from three months, six months, or a year, depending on your case and, the, and, the, and what, you're, what you're experiencing. Uh, if I was a consumer, I would say, is it right for me? And the way in which we make sure that you can have this information is that our wellness coaches um, will sit down with you over the phone or face-to-face -face for 20 minutes and talk to you at no cost so we can hear your story and hear your health goals to see if our program is a fit. So if that's something that you'd like to um, 
dive into, we're happy to help. Uh, visit us on our website, contact our office. And um, Sam, is there any other way that you think we appropriate for uh, listeners to get a hold of us? Uh, yeah, when you're on the website, you can actually set up that call directly. Um, you'll see the calendar and you'll be able to book a call with us. You'll see where it says book consultation. Um, so right from the comfort of your own home, you can schedule a time that works for you. And uh, most likely Sean or I will get on the phone with you. And like you said, it's really about understanding where you're coming from, what you've done and where you're trying to go. And we'll help you make that plan. And a lot of what we talked about today is just identifying what you've been doing and then making some modifications so you can end up where you want to be. Sam, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to uh, speaking with you next week. All right, right back at you. Talk to you soon. All right.